how is everybody today? Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the King being put in time out. Me becoming the new NCAA commissioner and fixing a broken system. And it's Turkey Day and what games everyone should watch. So, if you look at your clock on your, either your wrist, your phone, your iPad, in your car, wherever you are, hey, ask yourself what time it is. Do you know? Because it is showtime. You start. And I always thought, well, you know, now that I've made it, no matter how hard it is, I and mean, I'm not about to bitch about it now. You know, I'd certainly rather, you know, go through all the, you know, the... the
Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase, Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Chia! Hello. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? What's up? It is showtime, and welcome to an all-new, new Downright Sports Radio, everybody, or the podcast, a little old school there. It's a show you can listen to anywhere, anytime, anyplace, on any uh, podcast platform. But Wednesdays at 11 o'clock in the morning, you can listen to us at Street Madness Radio, fresh out of Atlanta, broadcasted in Lynchburg. How about that? But on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, uh, or set for on Thursdays, it's your number one sports source for all sports. I'm Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic, and this is Downright Sports. We're going to get into it, we're going to dive into it, we're going to get started. Let's get started in here. <laughs> um, we will touch on Thanksgiving, though, so for those of you out there, happy Thanksgiving. We're going to get right into it. And, um... Yeah, so a lot of stuff I could have focused on, had a different idea how I wanted to do the show, and then I decided, let's go back to a good old friend of ours, shall we? Shall we? Let's talk about his royal highness, the majesty, the the man, the mantle, LeBron James. So LeBron was suspended. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. What is this? The king was suspended. The NBA dared, dared to suspend LeBron James. That, my friends, is unheard of. That's unspeakable. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So, if you're wondering how he got suspended, basically LeBron... It, uh, the Lakers were playing the Detroit Pistons. A little scrum happened. And LeBron elbowed uh, a Detroit Piston in the face. Uh, last name Stewart. Could not remember his first name, but give me 30 seconds. And uh, elbowed him square in the face. And, and Stewart did what anybody would do once everybody started holding him back. Isaiah Stewart, excuse me. Once everybody started holding him back. He went berserk. As if some like as if in his mind he was waiting like when was the when was the right opportunity when when should I pounce 
oh man, I got hit in the face. Oh man, what's about to happen? Oh man, like I, I, I just don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Like this, 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 this doesn't happen to me. How did this happen? And then, like a scene out of Kill Bill, he uh, he went ballistic. <laughs> he he went ballistic. He uh, basically, I had a, something cued for this. It was gonna be a little funny. Yeah, basically, the whole situation started like this. This was his brain just racing. He didn't know what to do. And then they start holding him back. And that security guard touched him. And his teammates. And then Anthony Davis walks up to him. And everybody's just like, come on, man. Calm down. Calm down. And then his brain just goes. And he just lost it and went ballistic and decided, hey, I'm going to go after if I'm going to make a name for myself today, hey, I'm going to go after LeBron James, knowing I'm not going to hit him, knowing I'm not going to put my hands on him. Because let's be real. These ain't guys from the street. These are millionaires that, you know, get into scrums. Oh, my God, a little scrum here and there. Uh, let me look like I'm a tough guy. This has happened a few times in the NBA this year. Uh, Djokovic got into a little bit of a altercation with a Miami he played to be fair Djokovic was like look man you gonna brush up on me I'm gonna show you what's up now the conversation is not about Isaiah Stewart the young man who is a Detroit Pistons trying to make a name for himself a 20 year old from Rochester New York a number 16th pick in the first round by the Detroit Pistons uh with not just one two three four five six siblings none of that's important but it's more about LeBron James, the king, his majesty, getting suspended. And some of you are thinking, well, did LeBron do it on purpose? He did it on purpose. I don't think LeBron did it on purpose. I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't really think LeBron did it on purpose. I know LeBron did it on purpose. Oh, man, LeBron did that stuff. LeBron did it. Arnold Schwarzenegger trying I can't do Arnold because I'm on the spot. But did... My point of view of it, and you know I'm not a LeBron James apologist, but the post, the paint, big men go to the paint. Big men go in the post. The post is where you live and breathe. And if you go, if you take your hind pot down in the post, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a little hit. You're going to get a little scuffed up. You're going to get a little bruised. You're going to get a little batted. Somebody is going to be hurt. Now, this conversation, LeBron, he, he, he purposely just threw that elbow. I don't know if he purposely threw it, but he might have, you know, Isaiah was kind of holding on to him. And LeBron was like, yo, get a ball, be bacow. And, you know, took it to his grill. And Isaiah got hurt. But what I find interesting is the league suspended LeBron James, the king, the face of the league. Or is he? We'll get back to that in a second. For all of you out there, take the numbers away, take the championships. Take the impact in the game Michael and LeBron have had, you know, if you compare it to, because they're always going to be compared to the day they die. They will always be compared to the day they die. The Bulls, the 90s was full of fights. I watched those 90s years. Jordan started more trouble than anybody. Talk smack. Call guys out. And yeah, I'm comparing it to. If you got a problem with it, tough. But the league would have never never dared to suspend Michael Jeffrey Jordan of 
uh, uh, Winston, North Carolina High School, UNC star, never would have been thought of. Because why? David Stern, smart man, knew the NBA is a t- is entertainment. It's a TV show. As much as people think they like the Lakers and think Anthony Davis is pretty cool and um, as much as people think, hey, Carmelo Anthony could be nice to see him in his old years, people want to see LeBron. People pay tickets to see LeBron. Jordan played almost every game because he knew people wanted to see him. People wanted to watch him. People wanted to be part of the game. And then there's LeBron, who gets suspended. Not to his fault. I don't think the league should suspend him. I really don't. But it just goes to show you the respect level this man has had. Now, the conversation has been, do or does his peers fear him the way they feared Jordan? I'm here to tell you right now, nobody, and I mean nobody, would would have dared to pull that stunt on MJ. And if you think MJ was a punk, he punched his own teammate Steve Kerr in the face and then passed him the ball at a game when he shot. That's the Jordan mentality. Kobe had gotten fisticuffs early in his career, and that stuff started to stop. Don't forget the scrum between Kobe and Reggie Miller when Reggie had Kobe on the announce table. Just choked out. All right? The LeBron James effect is he's a great player. One of the best. Top three of all time. But if he, And it's interesting. I got to say all time because in his own generation, he's allowed too many to filter his kingdom. LeBron has allowed too many guys to put their name on the throne when you say what you want. If we're measuring, if we're giving people leeway, if we're getting Jordan leeway, we didn't, nobody knew in 84 that he was going to be MJ, his Aaroness, the GOAT, whatever. The day LeBron came in the league, he said he was the chosen one. The day he came in the league, he called himself the king. That's pretty big, pretty big targets. If he's a king, he's allowed a, he's allowed a lot of invasions into his kingdom. And this being the most recent one, where Isaiah Stewart pretty much was just like, I don't care who you are. If I get my hands on you, I'm going to bust you in your face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, LeBron's teammates came to his aid, rightfully so, what they should have done. But it shouldn't have even gotten that far. It really shouldn't. He should have, you know, it should have been, yo, Isaiah, you should, should really calm down. And somebody on the bench could have got a brand new house because LeBron could afford it. She just got it, just busted us. Bop, shut up. I took that one, LeBron. Take your 15-game suspension and let LeBron buy you dinner for the next 10 years. <laughs> Something like that. But it's another, in my opinion, which is my show, in my opinion, it's another, not blemish, because I don't think the league should suspend him, but I think the fact that guys feel like it's okay to try to punk out the king, well, you best come at the king, you best not miss. And in the case of Isaiah Stewart, he was trying not to miss. And that scrappy young man, it looked like he was. It looked like if LeBron did do it on purpose, I can see why. Because in LeBron's day, LeBron most of the time has been the strongest guy on the court. Isaiah Stewart might prove otherwise, which brings me to my last point. LeBron, you ain't got to go in the post to get rebounds no more. Take your butt outside, look for the outlet. You 36, 37 years old, leave that to them younger boys. Leave it to the young men. You chill out. Alright? Relax. As Nori would say on Drink Chance, relax. Alright? You don't need to be down there throwing elbows or throwing scrums. 
Now you're out another game. Your team needs you desperately because this uh, experiment in L.A. is looking just like that. An experiment, and it's looking really, really bad. It really is. I tried to. I can't see what the score is for the Knicks game because I don't have the remote, and that's just first world problems. Anyway, uh, more basketball. Them looks like the Golden State Warriors are getting closer and closer and closer to looking like oh, y'all didn't forgot about us. They Golden State looks like they're doing their best version of the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Sequel. Oh, Knicks beat LA. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, you got you have currently right now the Golden State Warriors are just having their way with the league. Steph Curry, if he's not in your if he's not in your front frontal lobe as a strong candidate for the MVP, you need a lobotomy because Golden State right now is playing stupendous defense which wins championships, and on top of that, oh, they only have Steph Curry just shooting the ball and doing what he wants at will. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has found his team. Uh, Golden State right now 15-2 and two in the NBA, best record. The Suns are having another good season. I just, I, I, are the Suns the Utah Jazz of the 90s? Like, I just don't, like, where is it coming from? And is Chris Paul never going to, what is this new thing about old guys getting better the older they get. When baseball players do it, they're on steroids. When Tom Brady, Chris Paul, LeBron do it, they're just great genetics and dieting. Stop it. Anyway, uh, currently right now, if you look at it, Steph Curry is tied uh, uh, point scored in the league with 28, right? Klay Thompson just got approved for one-on-one practicing. They get Clay Thompson back. That Clay Thompson is a All Star multiple times. Let's not forget he dropped thirty five and a quarter. A quarter. Some teams don't do that. He dropped thirty five and a quarter, and they're about to get him back on a team that people probably was like, "Yeah, they'll be a good eight seed at best." But they're the best right now in the league, and they're doing it with defense. Draymond looks like he's finally back. Looks like the Avengers are reassembled. Um, again, Andrew Wiggins is second, second on the team in scoring with 19. Jordan uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Paul Jordan. What's his name? I can't. Uh, 18 points a game. You're looking at a team right now when they add Klay Thompson back. Who can easily average 25 points a game. He's probably going to have a little rust on him. But watch out. If you don't think that's potential for an NBA Finals uh, team, you ain't betting on the wrong horses. And I'm here. Like, the NBA ain't like the, you know, it's not an easy schedule. Everybody got to play. Everybody has to play everybody. But you let this, you let Anthony Davis come. I mean, you let, um. Clay Thompson come back by Christmas. You give them the All-Star break to fumble around, and they just turn it on, man. And that's a team of veterans with youth, and they have won championships, and they will know how to do it again. And they're going to make Kevin Durant scratch his head and say, damn, maybe I should have stayed on the West Coast. Maybe. All right, last little thing of NBA before we wrap it up. I'm not going to break down the numbers. I'm going to just end this argument. The fact anybody... 
the Dwayne Howard, Anthony Davis, Dwayne Howard was great in his run. He really was. He was a fantastic player when he was with Orlando. Um, strong player. What did he play in Orlando? He played in Orlando eight seasons. Eight seasons in Orlando, 18 points a game. Magnificent player. But let's stop it, okay? If I got to choose between Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis, now, yes, let me back up a little bit. The game did change on Dwight Howard. Big men had to become shooters, but he never adapted to that. And that after that eight-year stint in Orlando, let's not forget that first year he went to L.A., he was all right. He went to Houston, and his career ended. And then if we do want to throw numbers out there, because numbers matter a little bit, Anthony Davis in his first, eight, let's just say seven years with uh, New Orleans, 23 points a game, okay? 23 points a game. Dwight Howard, in his first eight years with Orlando, he averaged 18 points a game, okay? You want to give me the defensive player and all this stuff? whoop de do. But let's be clear. When Dwight Howard won his one and only championship, it was because Anthony Davis was his teammate. Argument over. Enough said. Now, this is Downright Sports here on Dynasty Radio, your number one social hip-hop and also on Street Madness Radio, fresh out of Atlanta, and you can listen to the podcast anywhere on all major platforms that you can download a podcast at. Today's show is our Thanksgiving show. We are treated with people. Thanksgiving is about breaking bread with those of your family and finding a common ground in peace. And if you are, if we're going to keep with the sports theme, we have uh, Yankee fans and Red Sox fans eating together. We have Cowboys and Washington football team fans eating together. There are Ohio State and Michigan fans eating together. Duke, no, there's no Duke and UNC fans eating together. They are trying to kill each other. This has gotten out of hand. Oh, my goodness. And anyway, everybody is having a little turkey, having a little uh, stuffing. Collard greens, yams. I am making myself really hungry. Uh, but the, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to the radio, uh, the show today, all music is kind of f- uh, that family vibe. We kick things off with Luther. We're going to play. We're going to really going into crates today. Uh, the Crown Heights Affair, Samuel Jonathan Johnson, the average white band. That's pretty much it. I may play one more, one more song. Uh, to end the show, but yeah, listen to the podcast if you wa- if you're watching on Facebook Live. I really appreciate everybody watching. Uh, really dope. If you want to be a part of the show, just uh, write in the inbox, and I will see it. I can't obviously see the camera because I got the camera tool far back. It's all good. Anywho, uh, we're gonna take a quick, 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 quick break. Uh, I'm gonna throw on some uh, Crown Heights Affair, and this is Downright Sports. Gobble gobble, y'all. Tell 
else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Want some bubbly? Look at this stuff. Huh? Here's... Yeah, man, what's going on? What's going on? It's Worldwide Sounds Records on, man. DJ Chase, man, the host of the pregame party in this podcast. Every week, uh, Monday through Friday, every week, man, new episodes. We're killing it, new interviews, you know, with different topics, all that music, giving insight to all, all your uh, artist needs, all your independent needs. So tune in, lock in with the pregame party in this podcast with me, Worldwide Sounds Records on, man, DJ Chase, you know what it is. Let's go. Yeah, somebody tell me what to do. I ask it every day. <laughs> little Crown Heights affair for you here on Downright Sports Radio. We are uh, segment number two. Um, the NCAA released today, believe it or not, um, the college football playoff standings. Uh, we'll talk about that in the news segment. But I have a problem. Like I do with everything on this show, I have a problem with the college playoff standings. It needs to change. It's ridiculous. I like the four teams. I do. I, I like that they keep it at four. But if the conversation's about to change and we're going to add more teams, well, then we need to change this whole process, don't we? Don't we? So what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the pretend machine, and let's pretend now that I, the notorious sports critic, player one himself, Brent Reed, is none of those things. And I'm just plain old... Brent Reed, now NCAA commissioner, <laughs> and I decide, you know what? Hey, this is what we're going to do. There will be 18 playoff, eight teams, by the way. That's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams, and we're going to have a playoff. And we're changing some things up. Enough's enough with this as I'm, I'm talking to my... Constituents. I'm talking to the board. I'm talking to. I'm talking to other. I'm talking to school presidents and athletic directors. So pretend with me, okay? So I'm in the press conference and everybody's loving me. Oh, we're happy to have you. Uh, and they're just clapping and thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate this nomination or this job or whatever. But this is what we're going to do, shall we? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to change some things up. We're going to have eight teams. They're going to make the play of eight teams. The top eight teams. We're done with this committee picking nonsense because there's a lot of bias I'm noticing. Every year, the committee that's made up of a, a collective group of people from all different backgrounds seem to have one common thing. We're always going to pick an SEC school no matter what the stipulation is, or who they've played, and then what we'll do is we'll decide at the ACC school, a Big Ten school, a Big 12, or a Pac-12. If an ACC school sucks, we'll interchange it with a Pac-12, or we'll throw a curveball in there like a Cincinnati. Not under my watch, everybody. That will not happen anymore. We will bring in fairness. We will bring in... What's right, and we will make it make sense 
to the common person. So when a person looks at the standings and they see that there's a team with no losses and there are teams with losses, we will be able to justify how they're ranked. But, hold on, we're going to have fun. We're really going to have fun. Questions, yes. Yeah, is it not working? Um, did, I think that... It's a bad day. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Questions? Yes, you, sir. Yeah, I got a question. Um, what about all the schools, you know, what about the strength of schedule? I'm glad you asked about the strength of schedule. Uh, it's funny enough, we always talk about the strength of schedule, but when we look at the schedule realistically, the teams that we tend to favor... Do they really run murderous row? Do they play one ranked team, two ranked teams? Yeah, you. But what if the conference just has so many people that are, you know, so many teams that are, are ranked? Interestingly enough, how do we really measure our rankings? We do a, a preseason ranking where we fictitiously assume where teams are going to be. And by the end of the year, maybe three of them are where we are we thought they would be. Like, enough's enough. We're not doing that anymore. To answer your question, for now on, we're starting the season. There is no preseason rankings, okay? Everybody's starting at zero. Everyone will have a fair shake if that's what we're really preaching. Because no one, let's be honest, if teams aren't playing for a championship, those other bowl games are just the extra game that you just put on the schedule. Yeah, you. But uh, here's the thing. If we make those bowl games, those bowls pay our school. Huh. Funny enough you should say that. Funny enough you know. That brings me to my next thing. And we're going to talk about how the playoff system works in a second. Going forward, we... The, 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 the football program has... It's going to continue printing money. Whether they play in a, uh, uh, the, the Detroit Lions arena, when every time I watch the, a bowl game there, it's five people there. Or they play, or when you fictitiously fill up the Dallas Cowboys arena with true college fans, and we have this grandiose bowl game. Let's be real. We know where our bread is buttered. ESPN pays us, the NCAA, $440 million per year to broadcast solely the rights of the college playoff system, which under my watch, I will allow everybody to pay for because if everybody's paying, we get money everywhere. Because if ESPN's willing to pay 400, I mean, $470 million, how much do you think I could get Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, you name it, Kraken, Tubin or Tubi or whatever the heck it's called. I'm just gonna name them all because it's kind of fun. Pluto, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, which is owned by ESPN Techno, ESPN Disney owns ESPN. Moving forward, HBO Max. If there's a streaming service, Pornhub, they will pay for my games. I will guarantee that. Especially now that I'm adding more teams to the playoffs. Especially now that I'm making it more spicy. Now imagine this, if you will. Before you raise your hand, imagine this. We now cut out this nonsense of holding these games in these huge 
arenas, and we give the game back, back to the college fan, to the true. Because if it's really about the kids, which you tell us, imagine we hold the playoff games where the team, our best team's home record, and we play on campus. Number one, the experience will look better. Number two, if you're a college, you would want that exposure. Hey, we hosted a playoff game. We had, if you're Tennessee, who can hold like 100,000 people in that arena, in that stadium, even though Tennessee normally routinely just is basically a punching bag for the SEC, imagine if we're holding games where the students is there. Now the experience is better. The TV experience will be better. The crowd reaction. Imagine Michigan hosting a playoff game. Ohio State, Virginia Tech, Alabama, Florida, Miami, even though they're terrible. Just imagine that. Now, we have something really special. I cannot stand, as your commissioner, as your czar. I am no longer the commissioner. I just have a new title now. I am now your czar. No, hand down. No more questions. All my rule. I cannot stand watching a college game being played in a professional stadium. It just looks bad. It looks terrible. It's not what we need to see. Now, if you want to host the championship game in a special place, I'm all for that. I really am. Moving on. How's this playoff system going to work? Go into the notes. Thank you, Steve, for giving my notes. Is this it? This is it. Thank you, Steve. You're fired for not making sure it was the right place, Steve. Your czar has spoken. <laughs> Basically, what we're going to do is we're going, since we pay no interest to the South Belt, the South Belt, the Mountain West, the Mid-America, the Mid -America, the other than two independent, one independent, Conference USA, and America Athletic Conference, which is a stupid name, uh, we made every now and then consider a team from there. We're asking your conferences to join the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12 if you want consideration. If not, what we will do is you have to, number one, to qualify, you got to win your conference. That's only fair. Enough's enough with teams who don't win, your, win their conference to be in the top four. To be in my top four, you must, I repeat, must win your conference. So, you got multiple opportunities. So, currently right now, if you play, if you're, if I suggest if your school doesn't have a conference championship, you get one. Now, the teams five, six, seven, and eight, well, oh, no, I had it right. The first five slots, which is the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Pac-12, and the Big 12, they get the first five slots. Six, seven, eight, well, that falls to teams with the next closest records that are good. Or, we do something really historic. We tell the South Belt and the Mid-America to merge. We tell Conference USA and Mountain West to merge, and we tell the American whatever, they can stay whatever they are. God, I hate that name. And basically, those are divisions, those are conferences, and if you win, you're in. You don't, because what are we telling schools 
when they win their conference, especially certain schools like the South Belt. What are we telling those schools? Better not better luck next year. Good try. You're never getting in. Have we yet yet had one school from the South Belt or any of those schools make it even in the top five, top four? Shut up, because we know Cincinnati's there right now. But what's the likelihood Cincinnati's going to stay there? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, but if they get in, they probably won't win. How do we know that? How, how do we know that? We don't. So we're going to try it my way. And if my way works, everybody's going to be happy, especially me. Now, thank you. No more questions. Uh, I will be releasing my statements later in the week. I will be tweeting my thoughts, and I will be leaving in a helicopter. Because when you're a czar, and you now just signed a new contract with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Tubin, Crackle, and Pluto, to solo, which I think Pluto is owned by CBS, to solo, to also air the playoff games, you now can afford to fly out in a helicopter. NC. This is Sports. I appreciate y'all uh, tolerating me and my crazy. Uh, we're going to take a very, very small break uh, when we come back. News bulletin, and we're going to touch upon uh, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening in the world of news. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't get, um, actually, will you get the news bulletin? No, you won't get the news bulletin because it won't make sense. If you listen to the podcast on Sunday, some of the stuff won't be relevant anymore. So, um, if you're listening on Dynasty Radio or you're listening on uh, Street Madness, you will get the podcast. And if you're watching, I mean, you will get the news bulletin. If you're watching on Facebook Live, same thing. So, hey, hey, downright sports. Tell me what I can't do. This is I can't drink on a plane. This is I can't bang on a plane. I say I can't be a pilot. I can't be a doctor. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right in front of your face. I'm going to chug 15 beers right now.
This is Adam Bernstein, the host of the Roadie Rumble podcast. With 26 episodes in on YouTube, we keep grinding away with interviews from Rhode Island athletes, University of Rhode Island athletes, coaches, athletic administrators, and even media personnel from the Rhode Island area. So check it out on YouTube, the Roadie Rumble podcast. Just type in Roadie Rumble, hit that subscribe button. It would really mean a lot. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Roadie Rumble. All right, we're back. Let's wrap the show up. Hopefully, I gave myself a little extra time. Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's Thursday. It's the last Thursday of the month every year. Don't be surprised. Everybody's always like, Thanksgiving is next week. Oh, I did not believe that. Ah, can't believe Thanksgiving just next week. Can't wait to have turkey and stuffing. I, I just get my pump on me, get so fat. <laughs> Um, the NFL always does the Thanksgiving games, uh, this year, the teams playing, uh, here we go, uh, the teams playing will be the Raiders are visiting Dallas, that is a fourth, <clears throat> that is a 4.30 game, the Bears are visiting Detroit, the battle of two dumpster fires, that's the early game at 12.30, and Buffalo's playing the Saints at 8 o'clock, I don't know who picked these games. The Dallas and Raiders game may be interesting, and because the Bears suck and Detroit sucks, that may make it interesting, but I have yet to see two sorry teams make a good game. It just doesn't happen. It's like when two ugly people have a baby, and it's beautiful. Like It doesn't happen the same way in sports. If I was the NFL, and I'm not, clearly, I think by like week four, probably would have flexed one of these. They'd be like, hey... Kansas City, hey, Arizona, you know, so I just want to put in a game, you know what I'm saying, like, because this, this is disgusting, like, I don't know, like, I get the whole, like, nostalgic thing of Detroit playing on Thanksgiving, but in my lifetime, outside of Barry Sanders playing, we have yet got in, like, a... Detroit Lions Thanksgiving game where we all just leave the table in the living room and just say to ourselves, man, did you see that Detroit game? They they brought it today. Man, I, I'll, I'll never forget that game. Like, nobody has seen, watched a Detroit Lions one thing. Like, it's almost like comedy. 
Like, honest to God, they should just take a page out of Vince McMahon and just put a comedy segment in place of this game. Do the stupid lingerie bowl or something. Like, because the, seeing the Detroit Lions, unless you're a Detroit fan, which you are, you just, like a Jets fan, you are, you like punishment. <laughs> not going to go there. But, I, like, really? Whoever made this schedule, the genius that walked into the room and when they were making the schedules, and that guy said, you know, you know it's gonna be a good idea? Chicago and Detroit or on Thanksgiving at twelve o'clock. Twelve thirty, whatever. That's the that's the game America wants to see. That's the game the world is looking for. Let me tell you something, NFL. Let me tell you something, fans out there of this show, all one and a half of you. If an alien came today, turn, got, book the hotel room. If he comes to Lynchburg, he should stay at the Virginian. Love that hotel. If he booked the room, got a suite, it's about two fifty a night. Stayed, got a nice little, uh, uh, took a nice little bath. Got one of them infinity showers, you know what I'm saying? Went up to the to the bar up top, the rooftop bar. Had a little drinky drink. Got a little meal. Had some oysters or something. Maybe a little, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just just chilled out. Bought a pair of Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Wanted to try them on. Heard all the hype. What was the hype about? And then he turned on the TV and watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade and said, Huh, that looks pretty cool. Never seen that before. And then after that, he watched the dog show, because they do that every year. If you can't tell, I know my Thanksgiving traditions. And then said, what's this? What's this thing called NFL? I don't even know what that means. I'll Google it. You know, that's what the alien is saying. And then he notices there's a team from Chicago, known as the Bears. And there's a team from Detroit, known as the Lions. Now, this alien is pretty intelligent, and once he realizes it's not actually bears and lions facing each other, which, spoiler alert, would be a much better matchup than what the heck we're going to see on Sunday, he would never watch the NFL ever again. And he would go back home, leave Earth, not upset because, like, you know, global warming, not upset because it's a pandemic, not upset because, like, you know, people just can't get along, but he would be pissed off because he wasted... Two hours of his day watching the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions play each other because that is, and he would fly back to whatever weird, you know, that weird, all right, whatever weird planet he's from, land, they would speak to one another in their, you know, their, 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 their native language and tongue. And you know what they would say? Never go back to Earth because they have this weird sport called NFL. Where these horrible teams play each other. And funny enough, when I watched, I thought it was going to be a lion and a bear facing each other. But they weren't. It was these weird guys with these weird helmets and these extremely tight pants. It was odd. It was the weirdest thing. Never seen anything like that before. And I have four heads. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the impression you should make. Always make a good first impression. And the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions is not a good first impression. What are some games they could have put on? I'm glad you asked. We could have got Eagles and Giants. Rivalry game. Been worth something. Maybe not. We could have got Rams and Green Bay. Who? 
I, guess what? They need Crystal Ball to see them two teams that have been worth it. We could. I would have even taken the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. That's a rivalry game. That's games worth watching. Here's one. Tennessee and New England. Damn, those look like good games. NFL, you dropped the ball here. Another one I'm going to crap on. Sorry, Joe. And sorry, Antoine. Bills and Saints. Really? Ooh, that beer's heavy. Really? The only reason why this game may be worth anything is because the Bills look like they have no idea what's going on with them anymore. And the Saints, well, they just basically flip quarters before every game and just see how this one's going to play out. Well, they don't call heads and tails because they're trying to get possession. They call heads and tails to see if they're going to win. Now, the Dallas and the Raiders game, eh, Raiders is always a good game to watch because you're either going to get a great team or you're going to get a really bad team. And quite frankly, everybody on Thanksgiving sits around the table to root against the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, we always want to root against America's team because they have so many championships. The team who's won 10 championships. The, the Cowboys have not lost a championship since 1993. Believe that? Well, they, no, they haven't lost one since 1994. You know why? They haven't been in one since 1994. 95, excuse me. I'm so wrong. I'm not a cow. I don't care. 95, whatever. All right. So, um, it's time. It's time to end the Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game. It's over with. It's done. Treat it like the treat it like the Olympics every four years. Now, here's a suggestion they could have they could do, and I'm just throwing it out there. And this is gonna sound stupid, but and I know like the NFL doesn't need the money. But what if one for the Thanksgiving Day game? They played in a real, like, they played in, like, um, the Big House in Michigan or Notre Dame. Or they played, like, at a cool high school field or something like that. Like, you don't need all the damn fans. I think that would be cool. It's kind of like how the NHL does the, 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 the ice rink game. They play, like, outside. Or baseball is now doing the Field of Dreams game. I don't think the NBA could do, a you know, a blacktop game because ain't no player trying to play outside and, you know, on the rucker. In the middle of February. Like, that ain't happening. But, there's a will, there's a way. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, hey, Thanksgiving is upon us. And I think everybody um, is pretty cool. Yeah, if you get to, Whoever you, if it's Friendsgiving, family giving, work giving, whoever you get to spend it with, uh, enjoy it. Uh, we all deserve it. Uh, this For some, for a lot of people, it's the first Thanksgiving they actually get to spend it with family compared to what happened last year if you chose to kind of quarantine and keep yourself in. Uh, last year, uh, Allie and me had Thanksgiving. We invited over our good uh, friend of ours, Joe, because his family was oh, um, in, across the country, and we had like a little small thing, and I had to do FaceTime with my relatives in New York, which was pretty cool. So, um, and we all kind of FaceTime. Everybody kind of did their things. Everybody kind of just stayed at home. But this year, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Get fat. Get married. Uh, have fun. Uh, I know everybody's saying, oh, what I am really thankful for. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I really am. Um, I really am. I'm not going to get sappy or sentimental in here. But I am thankful for a ton of stuff, and I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for uh, having a job that can afford to keep my lights on. <laughs> I'm thankful for the lady in my house who lets me uh, 
do this weird, wacky show every week without any, um, without any problems. She just goes, all right, go do your show. I'll see you when you're done, or I won't because I'll be asleep because you do it too late. And uh, she's awesome. And um, we'll have family over on Thursday for the first time ever, which will be pretty cool. Um, I, I really do. I'm excited. And, um, yeah, wherever you at, if you can. Also, it's Thanksgiving, underline the giving part. And if you can, you know, try to give to somebody. I saw a really nice gesture today. I'm not going to go into details, but somebody uh, looked out for somebody and uh, misfort- they're less fortunate than them and helped them out and gave them something that they didn't have to do. They didn't even really know the person. And I think, um, I really think in the times we live in, it's so much, it's so much easier to just judge and point fingers and look for reasons to dislike or cancel an individual and we don't take the time to actually just look and go oh how can we help a person or how can we give back and I don't mean give back like on social media like huh, I went on there and I wrote this like awesome poem no actually like give back like nobody's watching give back when you can't get credit for it uh, there's no extra credit for just being nice the the extra credit is you just feel better it's easy to uh, trust me. It's easy to be nice and you know respectful and um, you know just treating people with the number one rule, and that's just respect. So you know, use this Thanksgiving in twenty twenty one as uh, a refresher to oh yeah, family. Oh yeah, kindness. Oh yeah, giving. Now unless you're uh, you know. You ride at it alone, then hey, you do you. And that's what I, I, I always say is what makes America great. You do you. You have those options. But, you know, the spirit of Thanksgiving is just that. It's the spirit of something. We all know the history. We all know the backstory. But the spirit of it is that. It's to break bread with those you don't know. Break bread with those you are unfamiliar with. Break bread with those you... want to learn about their life and their culture and the way they are let's let's break down these tribes we've set up and let's just we're all one tribe human (laughs) you know what I'm saying we're we're just human so everybody's got their corner everybody's got their 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 team everybody's got their their group everybody's got their us you know and now we're at the end of the day we're all people, we're all human, we all bleed, we all die. We all gonna go to the same spot when it's all said and done. You know what we all turn into? Dirt. <laughs> That's the team we're a part of. We're dirt. Alright, so enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, get fat and merry. Get drunk. I plan to. And um, you won't hear from us next week because I gotta recover. And not for the drunkness, but <laughs> we gotta uh, downright sports will be back uh, in December. I don't have a date. How do I don't have a date? I shoot. I don't even. Let me look at the calendar. I gotta wrap the show. I gotta wrap the show. Can make calendar. Oh, here we go. Sorry, overreacted. Uh, Darren's supposed to be back December seventh, and we'll go strong until the new year. And we'll ha- uh, hopefully, I think I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some guests in December. I gotta send out the stuff so I can get them. Cool, cool. All right, guys. As always, be safe. 
protect yourself, mask up, um, and as always, deuces.
Just to hold. 